Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Asked me, I was like, oh my gosh. Today is Wealth Wednesday, right? So that means I get to talk about money, which is like my favorite topic to talk about. So I'm so excited to be here today. It's a big topic, guys, and I've got about 22 minutes with you, so I'm going to jump in. If you want to know who I am, you can click on my profile photo. You can find that out. You can read. I trust you. You can read. I think somebody also has a hot mic, and I don't know who it is. So if someone can uh, mute their mic, that would be awesome. Um, so what I'm talking to you about today is how to master your relationship with money because this kind of marries my my past of being a dating coach i'm a business strategist now but for a while i was a a dating coach and relationships are the foundation of everything including a relationship with money which i think is the most relation the most important relationship that you can have in your life it's one of the most if it's not the most but people don't often know what that means to, to improve their relationship with money, to master their relationship with money, or to have a healthy relationship with money. And so I'm going to give you five things today that I think can really help you have a solid, healthy, mastered relationship with money. So the first thing that I want to talk about, though, is what is it? What is having a healthy relationship with money? And I'm going to give you an example about cooking, and it's going to use me and my husband. So my husband, Chuck, many of you know Chuck. Um, Chuck is a great chef. He's like a great cook. He comes down the stairs. He'll open cabinets. He just looks at things. He has no recipe in front of him. He'll look at things and he'll start shaking and baking. And he's like putting all kinds of things in a pan. And like, there's a mess in the kitchen, y'all. Like there's a huge mess after Chuck has cooked. He can pull down the most random ingredients, mix them all up together. And then we're eating the most amazing meal. Now I too can cook an amazing meal. But the way that I cook has to be from a, re a recipe, and it's a very stressful thing. I have to, like, measure things in cups, and I, like, have my tea. I'm like, no, Chuck, it says a teaspoon. I can only put a tea. Don't, don't put more than a teaspoon in there, right? Like, it says a, a dash. I need to know exactly. I'll Google, what is a dash? So I know exactly what the amount is, right? So I can cook the same amazing meal, 
but it's very stressful for me to cook it, right? The reason that Chuck can have fun is because he has the foundations of, of cooking mastered. He has the basic skills. He's not thinking, he's not having to overanalyze, he's just doing it. That's when you know you've had, you have a healthy relationship with money, is when you're not having to overthink it, when you're not having to overanalyze it, when money is coming in and money is coming out, you're making decisions, you're doing things, like, and it's just happening. But the reason that that happens is because you have a healthy uh, a foundation. You have the principles down, much like for someone to be able to cook and cook with ease and have fun cooking, they have to have the basic foundations down for cooking. So healthy relationship with money, you have it and it enhances your life. A thought, if you have this thought, I want you to throw this thought out the window. I don't need money to be happy. I don't know how many people thought that. If you want to tap your mic, if you've ever thought that, that's okay. I thought that too. I don't need money to be happy, but I want you to throw that thought out today if that's the way you think, because it's not a choice. It's not money or happiness. It's you can have money and you can have help, uh, happiness. <laughs> they work together. And sometimes in our talking and the way that we talk about money, we pit them against each other. And also like this overthinking part. Let me tell you about this overthinking part, right? We read books. You might have spreadsheets of your budget and it's like color coded and you know exactly where you're going to spend every minute, right? You read like books like Susie Orman's and, and all of these money people out there and they're telling you things like, well, don't buy the latte, just don't buy the latte, cut your cable, bring your lunch to work every day, cook all your meals at home, right? And those are, those are tools that can get you to where you want to be. Those are hows, and those can be important. But that's not the life that you want to have that shows that you have mastered your relationship with money. Like, who wants to live a life where you can't buy the freaking latte. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wanna buy my latte every day. I want to be able to go out to dinner. I don't wanna eat turkey sandwiches every day, all day, right? Like, I wanna have my money mastered. So those things can be the how, but until you fix the why, the how doesn't matter. You have to dig into why, what is holding me back from having the money I want? Why don't I have a safety net in place? Why am I constantly robbing Peter to pay Paul? Why is there no money you know, in my savings account? Why, 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 right? It's the foundation first, then principles. They have to work together. Foundation plus principles. Your how won't matter if you don't have the foundation in place because you're always gonna end up back to square one. It's like eating, right? It's like, well, you know, it's like uh, people who, uh, don't have healthy habits with food and with eating. They might go on a diet and they might lose a lot of weight, but they end up gaining it back, right? They gain it back because they didn't actually fix the why. They were just looking at the how. And that's what happens with money. So we wanna make money effortless. We wanna make it fun. So the first point here I'm asking, and I would love to see some mic taps. How many have ever thought, I would be tapping my mic, just I would be tapping my mic. How many have ever thought, well, if I could just make more money, then an issue or some of the issues that I'm having would be over. If I could just make $500 more a month, this would be done. If I could make $10,000 more a month, if I was making $50,000 more a month, I would have no problems in my life, right? Yeah, I see all the mic taps, right? This is called solution-based thinking. And you are thinking of money as a solution to a problem, right? But 
I want to give you some examples where just making more money didn't work. I'll give you one example, two examples. MC Hammer, right? MC Hammer loved MC Hammer. First concert I ever went to, by the way, first live concert I ever went to, being myself, MC Hammer in Vogue opened for MC Hammer. Um, but MC Hammer had a lot of money, but didn't have habits in place. He talks about that openly. Didn't have money. He's, I think he's talked about it here on Clubhouse. Didn't have habits in place to be able to deal with the money. Ended up filing bankruptcy. We see this with lottery ticket winners all the time. They win a lot of money. They get all the money that would solve all their problems, and they go right back to square one because they didn't have the principles in place, the foundation in place to deal with all that money. What, what I want you to see, if you take anything away from this first point, is that money is not the cause of your issue. Your money situation is an effect. Your money situation, whatever that is right now, is an effect of what you've done. Your money situation, whatever it is right now, is an effect of the choices that you've made, of the things you've done, of the things you've not done. But that is what has caused your money situation. Money is not the cause of your money situation. I can equate this to dating as a dating coach, right? So if you know someone single, I mean, maybe you'll know this person. But they think, well, if I just had a person, if I just had my partner, if I just could get married, if I could just find someone to date, then I'd go out more, then I'd be happier, then I'd be more fulfilled. But then they get into a relationship and nothing has changed. They still feel lonely. They still feel sad. They still feel unfulfilled. And it's because not having a partner was not the cause of why they were feeling so sad and lonely. It was an effect. It was because they were feeling certain ways that they had no partner. This is so important. Your money situation is an effect. It is not the cause of your situation with money. So having more money cannot be the solution to your money problem because it's not the reason why you are where you are when it comes to money. So I'm going to say this, and if you're able to write it down, awesome. If you want me to, to send it to you later, you can DM me, right? But I, this is a statement I have my clients, right, who are struggling with their money mindset and money, you know, relationship with money. And it's this statement. And so, again, I, I barely say write anything down. I'll try to read it slow enough, but you can DM me if you need it again. So the statement is, I accept that my money situation is an effect of my choices. I accept that my money situation is an effect of my choices, and I'm willing to make new and better choices starting today and working on those choices forever and ever and ever. Amen. I accept that my money situation is an effect of my choices, and I'm willing to make new and better choices starting today and working on them forever and ever and ever. Amen. Because you can't check out, like think about marriage. You can't get married and then just check out. It's not going to go very well for you if you do. It's an ongoing process. The same with money. It's the same with money. You're going to have to work on this every single day, right? Every single day, you're going to have to take these actions, new and better choices every day. So then people are like, well, what action? Any action, any action at all, right? So long as it's today, and so long as you start addressing some of the causes that created the effect of your money situation. So don't go to money books and don't go to money management. None of that caused your money situation. Go deeper and work on the things that have really caused your money situation. Now, I am usually asked, well, what choices? Where do I start? How do I know what to do? And I'm serious when I say, oh, my God, just do any, do something, right? And people will say, but Rita, 
Sarina, I want to do X. And I'm like, okay, well, go do X. And they're like, but I don't know how. I don't know how to do X. Oh my gosh, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> go do something else. Go pick up a book. Go Google. Go learn how to do X. Find somebody who will teach it to you. But just go do it, right? Go do one thing. Call somebody. Go out. Get up. Have a face-to-face -face meeting with somebody. I don't care. Now, there's more to it than that, so don't worry. So we're going to go to point two. So number one is money is not a solution to your money problem because money did not cause your money problem, right? Your choices have caused your money problem. So you need to make new and better choices every day, forever and ever and ever. Amen. Now, I want you to write this statement down. This is number two. I learn from people who have a great relationship with money until their habits become my own. I learn from people who have a great relationship with money until their habits become my own. So in dating, I would see this all the time. Oh my gosh, my clients would come up to me and say, I want a healthy relationship. I want a fulfilling relationship. I want, and they would have, trust me, they would have 18 million pages of what to find, a healthy and fulfilling relationship, right? But then guess what they were doing? Every Friday night, they were getting together with their girlfriends, because I mainly coached women, and I mainly coached heterosexual women. So they were getting together with their girlfriends, and they were drinking wine, and they were just complaining about men. They were all together every Friday night, every Saturday night, whenever they would get together with a group of girlfriends and they would just complain about how dating sucked and how terrible men were and how there wasn't any good, there weren't good men out there and what was the point and these dating sites are bad. They would just sit around and complain all night. They were not learning. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. And Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean-Paul Guidry here. And I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We had a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works. I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Good habits about dating and how to approach dating from each other, they just weren't, right? You learn from people who have great relationships with money. And in the dating case, you learn from people who had a healthy way of approaching dating. If you're in a relationship, you learn from people who have a healthy relationship. That's where you learn the habits from. You learn from people who have, for money, a great relationship with money until their habits become your own. We've talked about this, this in a room before. Jim Rohn and his, you are the average of the five people you interact with on a daily basis. And I want you to see that it's not the five people you spend the most in-person time with. It's the five people you talk to the most. They can be all the way in California and you can be chatting with them. Like I do Donna Bowling, who's in here. I think I talk to her every single day, multiple times a day, all day long, probably. She's in California. She counts. 
she counts as one of my five, right? Because we talk all the time. It doesn't have to be in person. And people always say, well, what about my kids? I have kids. Do they count? Yes. Unfortunately for this, they do, <laughs> right? So think about the five people you interact with the most on a daily basis. And I want you to write down those names because you are the average of those five people. You're the average of those five people in health. You're the average of those five people in your positivity. You're the average of those five people in so many things, but you are the average usually of those five people when it comes to money. They've done a lot of studies on this where if you knew the salary, if you knew the exact amount of money, assets and liabilities that were coming in and out, right? And people look and go, well, three of them are kids. So it makes a lot of sense about why I might be having trouble with money. Now, you have to start bringing people into your life who have a great relationship with money. I guarantee nobody wrote down the five names of like multimillionaires. All five names are multimillionaires and you're only making $20,000 a year. Like it just doesn't work that way. Now I'm not saying you have to drop, you have to drop the five people and get rid of your kids and be like, Rita said, you gotta get out. <laughs> I gotta find a new husband, right? Like I need somebody. No, I'm saying create a circle of five that is around money. Create a circle of five that is around health. You can have multiple circles of five. That's okay. You don't need just one, but really make sure you're spending the time with it. So people then ask me, well, Rita, who can be a money mentor? Who can I bring into my circle of five? Well, a good money mentor, somebody who has a good relationship with money, they don't have fear around money. Their decisions aren't based around money. It's not like, ooh, do I put money towards my car or do I put money towards my vacation? They have money for their car. They have money for their vacation. Money is coming in. Money is coming out consistently. It might be in a cycle, but it's happening consistently. Um, those are some good, you know, indicators. It's not that they just throw down a credit card and say, drinks are on me. Most likely that's probably not a healthy relationship with money. So you might have to ask some questions, but one thing that's universally true, people love talking about themselves and people love talking about themselves when they're good at something and people love helping other people and they're more than willing to share. So ask some questions, find some money mentors. If you need help with that, feel free to DM me. I do have some tips on how you can find a money mentor. So that's number two. Number three on how to master your relationship with money, write this down. I always, when I do this, like in per, if I say this statement in person, I always get laughed. So I'm going to assume half of you are laughing. I'm always peaceful. I am always peaceful when it comes to money. I am always peaceful when it comes to money. I word it this way because positive thinking is difficult. Because it, it's not the thinking that people get wrong, it's the wording. So another way you could say this is I will not worry about money. And that sounds positive. I won't worry about money. That's a positive idea, but it's worded in a negative way. When you say I won't worry about money, guess what you focus on? You focus on worry. You focus on worrying about money. And guess what surrounds you? Worry about money. And all you do is worry about money. So positive thinking is really based on word choices. So saying I'm always peaceful when it comes to money equates money with peacefulness. But I mean, who hasn't worried? But worry keeps you from establishing those habits we just talked about. Worry keeps you from establishing habits. Think about single people again, right? Instead of studying people with healthy relationships, those single clients that I had, what they were doing is they were worrying. They were worrying that nobody was out there. They were worrying that dating sites weren't working. They were worrying that they were going to be alone forever. They would go to a party 
or back in the day when people would go to meetups and meet in person, they would go to like events and they would just sit there and worry. And they would be thinking, how can I get out of here? Where, where are the shrimps? I just want a few cocktail shrimps. I'm going to hell the door. going to go right. Like, but they were worried about what to wear, you know, who was looking at them, who wasn't, should they say something? Should they some, not, you know, worried about writing their profile. They were worrying all the time, but worrying does absolutely nothing to improve a situation. You stay there. You stay sitting stuck in the worry. So you're not doing when you're sitting stuck in the worry, you're not doing. So if you don't want to stay stuck in your money situation, instead of worrying, you have to, right? You have to start taking action. You have to start moving. You have to start. So the wording of I'm always peaceful around money allows you to be at the doorway of then stepping through it to get to the things that will change it until then you're just stuck and you can't step into the doorway when you worry about money you're in fear when you worry period you're in fear when you're in fear it shuts everything down right yeah and it keeps out faith and my definition of faith is everything will work out or you will work it out everything will work out or you will make it work right it's confidence and trust so for action which you have to have for your money situation to change, you do need faith. I mean, there's a quote from the Bible, right? Faith without works is dead. You have to do things that align with faith. Otherwise, you're living in a delusional state, okay? You're living in a delusional state. So we want you to be peaceful because things work out. I am peaceful about money because it works out. Then the world can show you how. We get to the how, which is the action. Because Rita did not say to be delusional. It's not, oh, I have $5,000 in debt, but Rita says it'll just all work out. Just have faith. Just have faith, $5,000. No, that's delusion. You're being delusional. It's, I have $5,000 debt and I'm always peaceful around money because I'll work it out. I will work it out. It will work out because I will work it out. You need action to make it work, right? You're going to start a side business. You're going to work extra hours, whatever it is. So study healthy money principles. Sure, so that you can be peaceful around money and move into action. In fact, a good exercise is to write down a top time that you worry about money. Like maybe it's when you go to the store and you look at the price tag on a sweater. Start visualizing. We talk about visualizing, but why? It's not just the power of visualization. It's visualize yourself going to the store and looking at the price tag and feeling neutral about about it, not worried or stressed about it. Visualize yourself opening the bill and feeling neutral about it, right? It's not being delusional. It's reprogramming your brain because if you start to, like writing as your new normal, I can afford it, then the next is how, how can I make that true? If it's, I feel, I feel like I can afford this sweater. It, I, neutral. Sure. I could buy it if I want it. Great. How, how can you buy it? We move into action, which brings me to one of my final points, which is I make my choices first, I work my money out second. I want you to write that down. I make my choices first, I work money out second. It is not delusional. You make choices and you're not making choices and hoping that it works. You're making choices and you're doing it. You're working it out. It's affirmative action. You are doing something to make it work out. The number one excuse for not doing things and not living life, what holds us back is I don't have the money. I don't have the money, so I can't move. I don't have the money, I can't hire a coach. I don't have the money, I can't, I can't take this trip. I don't have the money. If money was a person and a person was telling you you can't go on that trip and you can't make that choice and you can't buy that sweater and you can't hire a coach, would you let a person dictate what you can and can't do in your life? Absolutely not. But we allow money to dictate what we can do 
in our life. I want you to picture money like a person. That's an abusive relationship with money. You are letting money tell you what you can or can't do. You need to make your choices. You need to take control of your life. You make your choices first, then you work it out. And you might not like the things you have to do to work it out. You might have to do some of those things like cut the cable and eat turkey sandwiches every day and do these things every day. But just don't let money dictate how you live your life. Live your life and make money fit how you live it, right? You see this in relationships all the time. People adapt to a partner, good or bad, right? They'll start dating somebody and maybe they date somebody who smokes and doesn't work out. So now they're smoking, they're not working out, they're sitting on the couch. They give up so much of themselves for another person. And then they wake up one day and go, what did I do with my life? It's the same thing with money. We allow it to dictate who we are, what we do, where we go, where we live. You are responsible for your choices. Money can no longer be an excuse. We are removing money as an excuse. If you wanna do something, make the decision to do it, but then you're gonna have to take action to make it happen. So now you're no longer allowed to say, I don't have the money, right? Which brings me to one of my last points which is the idea of, um, and you can say if money wasn't, one quick exercise, and then I'll probably run a minute over, sorry, sir, is if money was not telling you what to do, what would you choose to do, right? Do that action and then start writing down some actions of how you can get in alignment with it. And the last is just that positive language concept again. So it's, I'm very intentional with my thoughts and language around money. That's the last point, be very intentional with your thoughts and language around money. Never, ever, 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 ever say I can't afford it. Never, ever, ever say I can't afford it. We, we say that when what we wanna say is no. Or, so if you want something, say, I want to do this, I just need to find out how. I need to figure out how. I want Raylan as a coach. I just need to figure out how. I want, you know, Sarah as my marketing team. I just need to find out how. Don't say I can't afford it. If you don't want it, just say no be an integrity or say, it's not a priority for me right now. And that's okay too. But never, ever, ever say I can't afford it because your brain will truly believe you can't afford it. And what happens then is you don't see the how. You don't see how you can take actions to make it happen. So it's, I want it. I just need to know how I can afford it. I just need to know how to afford it. That's totally different. You can always find a way when you get to the how. Otherwise, it's just not a priority right now. And that's okay too. People just don't realize how easy it is to get money to do things that they want to do because they've blocked their vision to it. They've blocked seeing how to do it because they say, I can't afford it. I don't have the money for it right now, right? So those are the, the principles that I wanted to share. Those are five principles that if you can master those, much like my husband mastered cooking, you'll have your relationship down with money. So. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.